Isolation. Such a grandiose word. Insulation. There was the connection in the dictionary staring me in the eye. No place alone or apart to cause to stand alone, separate, detached, or unconnected with other things or persons. To insulate. The good old OED puts things straight for you. At this moment, as I write these words, the sky is huge and quite empty. No blemishes, vapor trails, not even the distant flick of a lark's small body. They used to eat larks' tongues, a great delicacy I've read somewhere in a book. At least we're spared that now. The larks can sing. They have their own peace in the empty sky. I am insulated from the sound of their song and other realities by the thin panes of glass that form one wall of this studio that I have had built on the hillside just above my cottage. That also sounds grandiose. To be accurate, and it is in the interests of accuracy that I am struggling with these words, instead of colors, textures, light and shade, visual patterns, Damien thought up the idea, and then set to work to build it for me out of three tumble-down sheds. I wanted the sea imprisoned there for me alone. Spring, summer, autumn, winter, to be able to watch it change. Morning and evening, insulated from its reality. Crack, shatter, scatter angry shards and splinters. Plowing wind driving furrows through glass-like deep gray waves. I can watch. I know that to watch is my isolation. I have no other function. I dream sometimes of catastrophes. I remember occasionally in the daylight the shuddering of the houses when the explosion happened. Windows then, taken by surprise, cracked. Some even splintered to the ground and for days the smell of smoke lingered in unexpected places. But now, here, the glass holds. Over here, it is bare. No one visits. Sometimes the cat startles me as he pads across the floor and rubs himself against my leg. He doesn't much like it here, though. He will pad for a few minutes, stare with almost unbearable arrogance at the canvases leaning against the wall. If the sun is shining, he may sit in its warmth by the window for a while. But sooner or later, he will retire to the cottage. The comfort of cushions and the purring machines that keep us both warm and clean and fed. I have an easel now. I bought it for a lot of money after my first exhibition. I thought perhaps I might feel more like a real artist. No fly-by-night enthusiast. I don't use it very often. I have become accustomed to crouching, hunkered down on the floor. But I suppose as I get older, less flexible, I will be glad of the easel. Its cross shape gives a certain class to the studio. Damien approves of it. The cottage is quite high on the hillside. I look west from the windows across rough fields, scattered stones and squat bushes, over the peaks of the dunes to the wide bay, a bare rocky headland to the south, 
and to the north a long spit of sand. There is no sign from here of the village, nor of the little harbour from which the fishing boats set out on tranquil summer mornings. How romantic that sounds. That is when I am impelled to stand by the window and watch, when the half-dozen boats, Enterprise, Colleen Bourne, Girl Josie, Queen of the Sea, Mary Lou, and Grania Whale slide across the early morning sea.